Hey everybody, this is Greg, and before we start the podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. The very first one is close to my heart, Cloud Agent Suite from WNR Studios. To me, the next trend in MLS technology is all about choice. Agents and brokers want more choices of how they interact with MLS data. That's where Cloud MLX comes in. The creative team at WNR Studios asks themselves, what if you could search the MLS like Google? Cloud MLX is a front-end of choice solution that lets agents search the MLS just like they think. It's simple, intuitive, and like all products from WNR Studios, it just works. Cloud MLX recently won Inman News' Most Innovative Technology Award. I'm still recovering from that night. So give your members a choice. Check out Cloud MLX and the rest of the Cloud Agent Suite at cloudagentsuite.com. Our second sponsor is The Red Dot, a premium monthly report penned by none other than the notorious ROB. This report is a must-have if you're in any leadership position in organized real estate. Rob goes next level deep into important industry topics. You'll look like a rock star at your next board meeting. Trust me. To find out more, just visit notorious-rob.com forward slash premium. Check out the show notes for links to both sponsors. Also, if any of our listeners are interested in sponsoring the Industry Relations Podcast, please drop me a line at gregrobertsnagema.com. Thanks again for listening, and now on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, Rob Hahn, the notorious ROB. And on the other line, I believe I have my co-host, Greg Robertson. Greg, are you there? Hello, Rob. <laughs> It's been too long, man. It has been too long. Yeah, you got me. But you do it if it's like back to back. So I I tell you, I've been out traveling a lot, and uh, I can't tell you how. um, I just want to say a thank you to everybody that just gives us great kudos and uh, wants to hear more. So thanks for being fans out there of the podcast. We really appreciate it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Without y'all, we wouldn't we wouldn't even be doing yep, this. Exactly. I don't think we might. We might, we might just for the hell of it. <laughs> we just <laughs> we just do it in lobby bars around the country. And then doing it. <laughs> or we could do it like uh, I I did this uh, one off thing with like Simonson and Gaylord Dewalt. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I got, you so, know, uh, uh, that was good because you had the video kind of thing going on. You know, you got to do it. I think uh-huh. I saw some Twitter chatter about this. The whole trialogues thing. I know. Yeah, with, I know. Uh, yeah, with um, Shadbolt. Shadbolt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. The only reason I didn't invite Shadbolt to that because I think I mean he's in men, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if he's even allowed, oh, right? Because right? yeah. they're media, right? Content production. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to do that. He's a really smart guy. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, you've been on the road. I think you've been to a couple of confabs that I did not. I call it the joy of missing out on my end. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, Jomo. <laughs> There's a lot to that for sure, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, Riso is more of a technical thing, but I know T3 went down. Yeah. Just, um, just you know, how was it? It was great. It was fun. Um, it, you know, the thing about uh, Stefan and that crew is that they never announce the agenda until you kind of get there, right? So, it's like, oh my God. Right. So, you got to kind of trust that. It was uh, held at the Lowe's Coronado Resort, San mm-hmm. Diego that well. It's kind of, I think Stefan, that's another trait of them is that they like to keep it in a hotel that's far away <laughs> from everything right. else because right. they want to keep you there. Right. And uh, so they had, you know, fucking huge lineup. I mean, they had Rich Barton speak. They had Glenn Kelman speak. They had um, Glenn Stanford speak. They had Gary Keller speak. They yeah, had, wow. I mean, That's a big game. Oh, no, just a, a lot. And then I think it was the second morning. It was just one right after another. So you really got a great feel and idea from everybody's different style. 
and mm-hmm. where they're coming from. And then, you know, later on they had like, you know, Charlie Young speak and some others out there from the kind of traditional brands who are, you know, trying to say that they're not traditional, right? But I mean, one after another, and it ended with Glenn, which is very smart of him to do that, but- Kelman. Kelman, yeah. But it started with Rich Barton. Yeah, not Sanford. Right. Yeah. It started with Rich Barton and uh, it was a one-on-one with Stefan. And, uh-huh. you know, he just talked about how this was his calling. When he saw wow. the kind of the stars align, he thought it was it was going to be smart of him to step in, take over the reins again, as he was saying, infuse more of a startup culture back into the company, and really right. go for it to transform you know real estate. And uh, right, you got like a you know a very good vibe that this is very sincere, right? At first, I was skeptical, but um, just hearing him talk, you could tell that he's into it and he sees a huge opportunity here, and they're mm-hmm. going to go gangbusters into kind of making it happen. Yes, they are. And and I, I haven't looked at the uh, earnings, you know, transcripts and all the numbers and I haven't done that yet. So we might have to do another episode on, on those guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, we certainly have to talk about Zillow. And then you had uh, Kalman kind of closing it at the end. Yeah. I mean, before that though, I mean, uh, you know, right after another, um, you had Gary Keller and, you know, right, they right. brought out the whiteboard for him, you know, the little the right, thing, right. just like you saw in, right. In, right. And again, you got to have mutual respect for that guy because you know what he's built there with Keller Williams. Right. But at the same time, as much as kind of, I think Stefan was trying to give him the stage and, and, and let him talk, it's just that kind of like arms folded, the body language and the facial expressions. It's just like almost a, a condescending vibe to the audience and huh. to everything. Okay. About like, you know, it's all about AI and big data and nobody gets this but us. And we're going to win, you know, and it's just kind of shaking his head is, and he, he did, he was a little bit self-deprecating with like, um, this is, um, this is why people call me agitated Gary. <laughs> so you're kind of getting right. into agitated Gary here, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say it was all bad, but I mean, you know, it's just that those body language and everything is just like, we're all idiots and they're not, and they're, they're right. just going to make it happen. Right. Then you had Glenn Stanford, you know, I think he was right after, right after, right before. And, you uh-huh. know, it's, it's, it's pure Glenn. I mean, he's a geek. I mean, I think Brad had said it before, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he likes talking about all the kind of geeky stuff. I mean, I think, I think we started off with talking about how he used to run like a, some BBS or something yeah. and, and things like that. So you can kind of tell where he's coming from, but he has more of a jovial, easier nature as far as like more of a geeky guy than, than anything, yeah. right? So that was kind of a, you know great to see. And then, but all of them kind of staying on message in some respects until Kelman came out, as I, or as I'm calling him now, GFK, Glenn fucking Kelman. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the notorious GFK. I, you know, it was just, okay, tell me why GFK. What he dropped. The, the thing about him is that whether you know, and this is before the announcement of this Redfin Direct, which we'll get into, I'm sure later. Oh yeah, we got. Yeah, about he that. just talked about again. He just comes across so authentic. Talk about self-deprecating. I mean, it's it's almost just that's a shtick in a way, right? And yeah. talking about how they haven't figured it out, but you know, they're very mission driven. And he just came across absolutely sincere and authentic about the things that he was talking about of what Redfin's mission and where they fit in the in the whole world. He did mm-hmm. drop a thing like he thought that like buyer advocacy was kind of waning. And, you know, that was kind of like, I know that people who read that or, or saw that later on who saw my tweet said, uh, you know, this makes sense, right? You kind of gave mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit of a tell there on his stuff. And he is a very funny guy, right? So he was he got definitely the most laughs out of the whole right. thing. It was just a way, a great way to end that day after all the the great you know, they had other great speakers up there that came up there. 
and gave a lot of food for thought out there. Other standouts in my head, Art Carter from CRMLS kind of gave a talk mm-hmm. about this kind of new concept as far as like organizational for MLS. And he, he, he basically was like calling out Yum Brands, which basically run Pepsi yeah. and everything else. And he was yeah, calling yeah. for a new type of organizational thing, not really set up on data or anything else, but like one centralized organized organizational structure. Right. So, and and that would be on top of all these other kind of brands or MLSs. And so that, I think that got got the audience kind of talking a lot, you know, at least the MLS people out there. But as always, the best, best part about these whole things are really just the networking. That first night, the lobby bar, you could see where Rich Barton was standing because there was like this like concentric rings around him. Right. And, you know, and all the other kind of different players out there were down there talking and kibitzing and everything else. And, uh, it was just, you know, good energy for sure. Well, very cool. Yeah, Stefan runs a great event, you know, so that sounds Yeah, really it's going to be hard to kind of top, you know, having all those kind of – I didn't see anybody – I don't. he didn't have Ryan or anybody really from Realogy. Actually, he did have – sorry, he did have um, – Yeah, John yeah, Payton. He, John Payton was there, it? yeah. And John was talking about his previous experience and how he's – what's it like now with the new stuff here. So, that was good too. Yeah. Right. So did Stefan do more of like a business oriented interviews or was it kind of the, you know, the fireside yeah, chat? Yeah, no, it was more business. Yeah. Cause he, he, you know, okay, and, and Peltier was there as well. And I know he's done these kind right. of fireside, like, you know, let's uh, you know, this is your life, right? Those kind of interviews. Yeah, right? yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah, that at all. There yeah. was more business kind of stuff, right? For sure. For sure. This time, yeah. So do you hear anything that like you didn't know, you know, before you went there? Anything that's just kind of, holy crap, I can't believe they're doing that or. This is how he sees things. I mean, other than Rich Barton, right? Because none of us knew what that guy yeah, was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's just an overall technology and real estate brokerages, right? It's just now it's come like it's okay. the thing now. Where before people were kind of like, well, yes, you know, real estate is still a belly to belly and all this kind of stuff. It's just now more like everybody feels that they have to talk about technology. They have to talk about iBuyer. It all has to be in their kind of wheelhouse that they can talk strategically about and that they're doing things right now in it, right? Where before, you'd almost thought you were kind of, they were hedging their bets on whether, are they going to hang their hat too much on becoming a technology company or, or whatnot, right? It's just, it's now, it's like, it's just right. pervasive out there. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, and this feels like a really good segue, a transition to talk about Redfin because, you know, Redfin dropped their earnings yeah. call and I wrote up a giant, you know, premium VIP post on this thing. By the way, please go yeah, subscribe. Please. <laughs> What's pitch. the uh, URL? Um, oh, we'll have it in the show notes. We'll have it in the show uh, notes. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get a little confused about the direction of things. So, I mean, what do you think is causing all these brokerages, all these franchises to all of a sudden become much more tech-centric or, you know, tech-aware, yeah, yeah. tech-conscious? I think um, it's a couple things. I think really, you know, when you go back, I think Redfin really started this fire in a sense, right? But now that Zillow is coming in and and Opendoor or Opendoor and then Zillow with all these kind of new ways of using data and tech to kind of buy and sell houses, that's up in the game for all the franchisors. They're realizing their agents have to compete against that, right? So I think all that stuff kind of like falls into like making everybody like, shit, we've got to have some sort of coherent strategy that we can tell everybody. Okay, so we already know Realogy, you know, they do Catalyst, right? That's their sort of, quote, iBuyer program. You know, in theory, that's supposed to help their agents compete against, you know, Open Door and Zillow Homes or Zillow Offers. Like, we know that KW talked about launching something, but there's no details on it. Anybody else talk yeah, about Charlie that? Yeah, Charlie Young up there gave a talk about how Cole Banker, which has been this kind of, I think Stefan had like highlighted him. This is like the poster child for traditional brand. 
And he made a case that they mm-hmm. were using AI, they had been using AI for a while with their website and some other things that helped them with consumers and agents, right? So I couldn't remember okay. the name of it though, but I mean, it's something that they've had like, as he said, for three or four. Is it the Oho Labs thing? No, the no, it wasn't. I mean, Ojo Labs was talked about. I'm not sure if it was yeah. if it was directly related to that. It may have been though. I know they have an investment okay. in that for sure. So if everyone's doing that, I guess my question is this. I mean, it's more of like a mood in the room, right? Because not only the people on stage, but in the audience, we're talking about a whole lot of C-level people. Like that's the whole thing about the T3 Summit, right? Do you feel like the mood of the room has changed as far as Redfin goes? And here's what I mean by that. Like for, you know, Redfin's around for more than 10 years. And I feel like Redfin could never get any respect from the industry. Everyone's just like, well, yeah, they have a nice website and they got some venture money tech stuff going on, but you know they have crappy agents and they don't do any business. Like that's that was their rep for years. I feel like I've been saying since Redfin went public, these guys are like, you know, the most important brokerage in the industry. You know, they're the fifth largest, all organic growth. You know, efficiency, business model, all that stuff. I mean, are people taking Redfin more seriously oh, now? Do you think oh, because absolutely. of the switch? To tech? I think there's a grass is always greener kind of thing going on where, you know, and I think Glenn owns up to this. Like maybe in the early days, that some of those things you were saying are true, but now it's like, oh my god, it's so they've got this great website that's got this kind of exclusive content on there, and oh my god, they've got employees mm-hmm. so that they don't, you know, they they have to use their technology. They're also cheaper, you know, the, the pricing, the, the the value proposition is very compelling. I mean, it's it is it is a little bit like turned around. And then if you you know when you saw Glenn on stage again, he just he won the room, right? As far as just with his human uh, right, authentic- right. authenticity. So I absolutely right. think so. But you know, it's still Glenn. Just you know, really, I was very lucky to be able to interview him for the other podcast I do, Listing Bits, and get to yeah. know him a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I've only kind of very briefly met him before and everything else. And you do get a sense, he, he believes, you know, he's they're eating their own dog food. They are very mission-driven, right? Zillow talks about it's the consumer, right? Everybody's like talking about it's a consumer that's yeah. a consumer, right? Um, and you know what? One other person yeah. that he interviewed was Robert Refkin from Compass, and I'll, I'll come back to that. But when you talk about it, yeah. when, when he talks about it, I mean, he's kind of, I mean, literally putting his money where his mouth is, right? where they're giving back money to the sellers, right? They're really, that's their whole thing. They've even sure. come out and said, they've done some surveys and they don't have to, and they would still grow. And they still decided to keep their model because that was part of their mission. So a lot there. And then, you know, it's stark contrast to something like Compass where Revkin talks about, he, you know, and this is like, I saw I saw him and talk at the, um, speaking of conferences, Jesus, there's so many. I was at uh, Brad Inman's <laughs> Disconnect, which is a whole different vibe from Stefan. Right. And in a lot of ways, I like a lot better. But I mean, they're they're kind of like two sides of the coin, really, right? With Brad and, and Stefan. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Refkin wants to raise the commission of an agent, you know, to seven eight percent, and that right. he thinks that people That's that are right. focusing on the consumer are basically chasing their own tail, and that his main focus is the agent, right? And he is an, in right. a sense mission driven, where. You know, he grew up with his mom who was an agent and he saw how that changed her life and wants to empower more entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs, right? I mean, we've talked about Compass before. So, but, you know, I got to say, I mean, anybody who's not focusing on the consumer and thinks that commissions are going to go up, I'm not sure if that dog hunts, man. (laughs) You know, I mean, I could take $1.3 billion and, and, and create a great culture, sure. If those two things are your goal, hey, I mean, yeah, wow, that's a huge ask. From a lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, commissions, you know, and we know as, as at some point we will talk about at some length when we start to get some more happening there, like commissions are definitely under pressure from both the market and yeah. lawsuits, right? So I guess I have to ask, 
Did Glenn mention any sort of hint yes, about like Rest I said, He said something about how he thought that the bi-representation was going to keep getting less and less. That was his kind of hint. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, he did kind of drop that hint. And then obviously, I think it was the next it day was, when he did the earnings later, call. Yeah, and yeah. It almost felt like it was out of nowhere. No one was thinking. There was no real discussion around it. All of a sudden, it's like, bam, Redfin Direct. Well, What's okay, your so take on great. it? Great. I mean, so you say, bam, Redfin Direct. They had, and I talked about this in my podcast with him, but there was some scuttlebutt out there that I had heard that they were about to kind of do something that some people were saying might have been like a huge deal and, and, and other people were saying it was kind of a yawn. But I, I knew something was coming up. I just didn't know the scope of it, right? So, you know, in my back of my head, I, I was just kind of thinking Redfin something, right? But I didn't know anything. But then I saw a tweet from Bill Wendell. Now, he's a kind of an agent out there in the Massachusetts area. Yeah. Probably, you know, real estate cafe. Yeah, he's a very real consumer, cafe, I mean, yeah. you know, buyer yeah. motivated. I mean, really kind of like buyer's rights, that kind of thing. And he had tweeted a right. screenshot of this landing page that had Redfin branding on it. And on one side, it says, buy without an agent, buy with a Redfin agent. I'm like, what? The f-? And I was at Rezo at the time. I'm like, what the fuck is this, right? right? And I looked at it and looked at it, but I was at Rezo and I'm like, okay, I started. I mean, I'm, when I get back home, I'm going to definitely write about this. And then, you know, lo and behold, there's Glenn at the T3. But talking with Glenn, they had been doing this in Massachusetts since I think it was March 28th. So it's been happening okay. for a while. Yeah. Nobody has really kind of caught on to it. There was that guy. And I also saw some agent blogger, like a bubble info. I think he's a compass agent that had caught it. But other than that, nobody was talking about it. So right. it was, yeah, it was out of nowhere, but um, it had been running as a test for a while in the Massachusetts market. Right. So, um, so what's your take on it? <laughs> so first of all, just uh, just just as far as the first glance, I just thought a brokerage is telling somebody not to use an agent. That's just the freaking wackiest thing I've ever seen. That thing mm-hmm. caught me. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? This is like a kind of a fantastic lead play. You're kind okay. of giving Why? the consumer what they want, right? And again, the, the whole game of websites of, of, of anything out there is how do I get them to my site, right? So, and I think, you know, right. a lot of people think, and, and a lot of people can, I mean, Glenn had this argument with me, that can kind of, with maybe the help of an attorney, handle the right. transaction from a buyer's perspective of buying a house, right? But at the same time, there's a right. lot of people that think they can and they can't. But what great way right. of like drawing somebody in by saying, sure, you know, you don't have to use an agent. You can just come over here and do this. And then, right. but you know, if you have any questions, just click this button, pull this lever, and we will be right, there right. to help you. Right. right. So on that play, I just right. thought maybe cynically, maybe pragmatically, I thought this was just a great lead play for Redfin to kind of do. Right. So that's kind of, I okay. went into it. And then I had a little bit of a conversation with Sonny on Facebook about this because the other thing I thought, well, it, it also kind of lends into a dual agency thing where, now Redfin will, if they're bringing the buyer on there and the buyer decides, well, I, you know, actually I want to use an agent. Well, they'll probably use a Redfin agent, I would say, I would think. Um, right. But maybe the nuances of dual agency and my conversation with Glenn, I didn't have much nuance there where they forbid as a religion, in a sense, um, dual agency in, in the sense right. of that the same agent can't represent somebody, but another Redfin agent can, right? So it might be splitting hairs. It might not be, but it's an important distinction. But something that, that that nuance, I just figured, hey, the money's going to the same company. It's, it's it's beneficial for the company. That's where I was coming from, right? So we had a back and forth about that. But still, I mean, it's it's still mm-hmm. advantageous. The more transactions that are done by Redfin agents is going to help Redfin. But you know, really, and I do kind of, you know, after talking with Glenn, I do believe that their thoughts were really was like sellers are going to love this. 
they're going to save even right. more money, right? right? There's a cynical part of me that says, yeah, you know, maybe you can kind of lead with that, but you know, <laughs> it is kind of a lead play as well, right? So maybe the truth there is somewhere in the middle. At this point right now, after talking with other agents and brokers and some Twitter conversations, I might lean more towards that uh -huh. they were being sincere about that, but um, who knows? I've written a bunch of thoughts down about Redfin Direct, and I got to think about it some more because I think I promised the subscribers, mm -hmm. you know, my subscribers, the VIPs, of more fuller treatment of it. But off the top of my head, like the initial response from the industry has been kind of predictably right. bad. I mean, but at the same time, there have been a sprinkling of people kind of saying, hey, you know, you got to prove your value. Do you think things have changed? I mean, in other words, does Redfin get punished I for this <laughs> by the you rest know, of the industry? Or is it just, nah, you know, people don't care that much. It's not Zillow, so they're not really going to care that much. You know, like, how do you see that? Two, two ways of looking at it, I think. Number one is like, I think it's just going to be copied, right? So first people are outraged, then they think about it, then they copy it, right? So, But can no, anyone I mean, else you know, copy this? Stopping, you know, some of these other brokerages from doing it, right? They don't have a website that generates well, have, 31 million Maybe not, maybe that many, right? A month. But <laughs> let's say a Remax does, Remax, you know, or NRT. What's stopping them from, I mean, again, the reason that, a part of the reason I think that Glenn's doing this is because he wants people to come to their site and they're putting that on the site because they want to have some sort of unique content there to drive them there, right? And, and okay. Yeah, okay. So it's just um, a unique well, content. Well, lead play, really. But I mean, and it goes with their mission, which is to help sellers and buyers save money. The other thing is, do you think in the, in the scope mm -hmm. of these lawsuits, that this really helps the industry in showing that, hey, the biggest brokerage, a company worth $1.9 billion, has a way for people to buy homes unrepresented. What are you talking about this lawsuit that you're putting out there? Do you think it helps well, that? Or I think it probably helps. I mean, it helps the industry at least, right? Not the lawyers. I don't think so. I mean, but again, we, we need to do a whole episode right. on the lawsuit. But I'd want to wait until we see what NAR's actual answer is when they file yeah. that. Because they have to, you know, even if they, they finally well, they, motion they've, dismiss, they've, they have to file some uh, papers. They've issued some talking points for their membership, but that's it, yeah. Correct. But we don't have the actual legal answer. Although, you know, we're podcast bloggers. Hell, you know, we could just talk about it based on the FAQ too. But the more fundamental thing here is there are two things. So, you know, I got interviewed by uh, Andrea, I think her last name is Riquier. The uh, CBS Market Watch reporter kind of broke this on the mainstream. And I didn't know it was Redfin. So I was kind of like, well, the challenge is, how do you get this out there? Once you put it in the MLS, then obviously you do have the whole compensation mm -hmm. angle, right? If you don't put it in the MLS, then how do you let people know that you have this listing? Plus, if you don't put it in the MLS, you know, then are you serving your customer? You know, all of that stuff. And then the final piece of that, though, is blacklisting does happen. <laughs> I mean, like this industry, like agents could go, oh, you know, that company. You know, they don't offer enough in compensation or they're trying to screw us over. So, we're not going to show their house. Like it happens, right? I mean, there's a video out there of how some of the agents out in the Denver right. area treated Trelora, right. Joshua Hunt's company. The thing is like Redfin's kind of always been that. So, I don't know if they could really get punished that way. In other words, even if some agents or brokers go, you know, hey, Redfin Direct, screw that. We're not showing Redfin homes anymore. It's like, but yeah, but Redfin yeah, has yeah. this alternative That's channel, successful. right? They've got the 31 yeah, million, you know, unique visitors. So maybe they don't get punished as much as if like Realogy does it or if, you know, EXP Realty does, you know, somebody else does it. But, you know, on the other hand, maybe they do. It's strategic, right? You've got in any strategic move, you've got to leverage what your, your strengths are, right? So in that case, it is a smart move that maybe you're right, maybe you right. are right, that others right. won't be able to have. I'm going to share like three things that I kind of wrote about on my uh, premium post. 
And the three things I, you know, the thing that I was really thinking about Ref Indirect was why do they do it at all? You know, why why they do it? Because obviously, you know, what they would would much rather happen, I would imagine, is to have that buyer be represented by Redfin agent instead of being unrepresented. So you could call it lead gen, but I would think that Redfin would rather have that buyer say, you know what, I want to buy this house and, and yes, and, I want to engage and, with Redfin agent to help me. When I asked that question, right, when we were talking about that, their response was right. Redfin agents were getting inquiries from buyers that were unsolicited or unrepresented, and the Redfin agents wanted to know how to handle that, right? So that was kind of the start of that. And then he also said that at listing presentations, as he says in the kitchen and on the kitchen table, sellers Mm -hmm. had began asking, well, what if a buyer doesn't have an agent? Will I save money there? So they're they're saying this is really coming from this change is is really the, the starting point was from the consumer. I'm not doubting that, but just because a starting point is from the consumer, for them to launch this program, and I think what I saw in the earnings calls and the commentaries, yeah, they've yeah. only been was, five you know, deals it's like It's a this. month. It's a month. And it's just in one market, yeah. right? So my point is, it's a little odd to me that they would announce this and announce it so publicly like on an earnings call with just five transactions in a month. They could have waited another three well, months. I, I, the right? case against that is that this is something that wasn't out in the press. This is something new. And in three months, they could have lost control of the narrative, right? So far, except for some resourceful no, 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 blogger, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, who we named unknown at the time, yeah. aka me <laughs> and Bill, let's say, um, right, right. found out about it. And but, if they could have gone and started their whole narrative there before they could get that that messaging out that they wanted and tell the story their way. Sure. But you know, like they could have done that, right? The PR angle, they're they they're going to take a hit on this. I just thought it was odd that they would announce this on an earnings call with just one month of operations and five transactions. So I thought about it further and it actually kind of makes sense why they announced it there, right? So this is sort of my hypothesis. I didn't get to interview Glenn. I'd love to. It would be oh, great man. to get him or anybody from, yeah. from Redfin you know, on this podcast to maybe talk about this or other things. But here's how I see things. One is, it does make the 1% listing yeah. fee more attractive. So if I'm a seller, and I think this is what you meant by the sellers are bringing it up, I see Redfin's big 1% listing fee sign. I call them up and Redfin comes in, You know, they do the song and dance. And they're like, great. Okay, so it's going to cost me only 1%. And Redfin goes, not so fast. It's actually going to cost you four, right? <laughs> because we're only going to charge you 1%. But we have to offer out this cooperating compensation of 3%. Right. And the sellers at that point, well, that's not that big a savings. Like, So instead of paying six, I pay four. I guess it's nice. But with this program, it actually looks like it's right. going from six to three. But the commission piece is only 2%. It's just the 1% is a price reduction. Is that significantly better? I don't know. You know, I guess for a million dollar house, $10,000, like, yeah, that's that's probably significant. But I'm not sure. But the two other things that I thought, one is I feel like Redfin Direct flows really well into Redfin now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where the seller is Redfin itself. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because now yeah, you're yeah. really no, uh, saving I, a lot of money. That's a great insight. Right? That's a great insight. So that's, that's yeah. number two. But the third one, and this is the piece I feel like is not getting enough conversation. Maybe you and I will start it with this one is I felt like this was actually about title and mortgage. So here's what I mean by that. Redfin has mortgage and Redfin has a title company. I think it's called Title Forward. And Glenn, he normally doesn't really talk about title and mortgage on the earnings calls that much. On this one, he was actually, there was a bit more emphasis about it. 
you know, just talk about how excited they are about mortgage and how excited they are about some of the technology and some of the stuff they're doing with title. And mortgage especially talked about like they're going to hire some more people. I think they're offering it out in like Dallas market or somewhere in Texas. And the thing with title and mortgage, as you know, it's like, look, I don't know what the stats are and I actually need to find out if there's any stats available on this. I think most people when they're going to buy a house, you know, maybe they should, but they don't think about mortgage and title. They certainly don't think about title and escrow, they, but they don't even think about mortgage pre Well, until the agent much. brings it up and I'm, you know, right? I'm not going to take you on a tour until you, you get this exactly. done. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, if you have somebody that says, I'm unrepresented, I feel like that makes it a lot easier for Redfin to go, oh, that's fine. And here's a checklist, 55 items. By the way, item number two is, you know, are you pre-approved more mortgage? No. Would you like to click here and get pre-approved? Like, it feels like a really amazing mortgage and title lead capture. And the title piece, by the way, from what I understand, since the consumer doesn't even really know what that is most of the time, it's the buyer's agent who kind of gets to drive mm-hmm. that, right? And dictate, right. hey, if you need title insurance, if you need escrow, here's somebody that I use. And I, you know, I just came back for a title conference. So maybe that was why it was on my mind. The title companies, they spend a lot of their time and energy and money sort of building relationship with these Mm -hmm. real estate agents as a result. Dude, if there's no buyer agent on the deal, I feel like Redfin really has an advantage in making sure that those people then use Redfin's title company. If it scales, right? Right. If they get enough traffic, if they get, I mean, if they've only, of the 140 listings they had, sold five via direct offers. I, you know, I don't know what signal that is, how big of a signal that is. You know, we'll certainly find out. I mean, but five out of 140 is like what? Yeah, I mean, know, again, it's definitely a ping, right? I mean, I'm not going to bet against it because the thing I know about just being in software is like, you know, getting something out and, and getting it out there to real people starting to use it and then iterate, iterate, iterate. I mean, you know, that's why I always kind of tell these young guys mm-hmm. that come up. It's like, just you want it to be perfect, but, you know, get it out there. You're, you don't know what perfect is. You got to listen to your customers and find out what perfect is. Mm-hmm. You, know? you may think you know, but you don't know. They're definitely being a pioneer here for sure. So let's come back on that. So given the mortgage and title thing, and I'm I'm saying that's important because, you know, as most of our listeners know, but I don't know if there's, you know, public that's listening to this, most real estate brokerage today don't make any money on their brokerage. They make mm-hmm. all their money on title and mortgage and escrow. If Refin goes after that, does the industry, the rest of brokers, the home services, the realogies, the Keller Williams, you know, all these guys, do they just sort of leave it alone? Or do they actually say, you know what, we cannot have this. We have to go after Redfin. Right. And I, and I, I don't it. know the answer. It depends answer, on right? how they so, scale it, how, how successful this is, right? You know, this just starts getting out there. I mean, if you're going to be really optimistic about this, it's like if, if people start saying, hey, Redfin's the only site I can go to to buy a house without a realtor. That mm-hmm. message, right? You can almost hear that at some dinner party or something, right? Well, I just went to Redfin because I don't have an agent to buy a house. Right, right. Yeah, and I paid an attorney, right? When I was living in Florida, and I think, you know, maybe that's because it's just a little more litigious down there and there's a lot more scam artists. I believe when we <laughs> bought a house, it wasn't so unusual for them to have a real estate attorney or just an attorney down there. I, I'm right. familiar with that world, but yeah. Well, I mean, you, well, that's, that, you know, in New Jersey, well, about, uh, you know, most it's an people attorney in Florida state. are from New Jersey, so. <laughs> that makes sense, right? <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. that the, so, what I mean is like New Jersey yeah. and some of the other states, they're attorney states where they don't really have, you know, I mean, they have title, they have they have those types of companies, yeah, yeah. but all the closing is handled sense. by an attorney. So, in those states, you know, even more the buyers right. going, what am I paying this agent for? 
I'm already paying this lawyer, right? What am I paying this agent for? So there's probably some of that. I guess that's kind of what I'm curious about because, again, this podcast, our name is Industry Relations. I wonder how this affects the relationship of Redfin to the rest of the industry. Because up until this point, man, I feel like Redfin has really successfully flown under the radar. Yeah, I don't. I don't hear people talking about Redfin as much as I do about no, that, like say, Compass. True. That's true. You know, well, or, you know, and, or EXP. You know, here's the thing, though. It's like after this, I, I told this to Glenn. Also, I think I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or not, but uh, I worry about the guys I don't see at these conferences. And you know who I don't see at these conferences a lot is Redfin and Open Door. Who? You know, and you know what that tells me? Right, these motherfuckers right. <laughs> are working. They're like, yeah, go get your lobby bar, Greg. Go get your free drinks at the, uh, yeah. you know, cocktail reception. But we're up here in Seattle. We're up, you know, we're out yeah. here in San Francisco. We're working. We're going to eat you because we are working, right? I mean, I, I remember yeah. seeing Glenn on stage at um, this PropTech Summit. And I kind of joked about yeah. this to him on the podcast of like, what a small margin business they're in. Right. So he said, you know, I listen, I flew down there this mm-hmm. morning to speak today so I could I could fly back and and save money on not having a hotel room. Right. And he said that when he talked to, to mm-hmm. Open Door, they were the first company that was like minded in this kind of almost, you know, religion of watching their pennies. Right. It was so classic. He came to um, I had a thing like a parlor suite set up to kind of record. And I put like one of the, you know, bottled waters you get in there, a little Fiji bottled water next to him so he could like um, yeah. pour water in some gla- yeah. glass and drink it during, so it would be parched. And it was like total, yeah. <laughs> it was GFK to a point. He says, I said, well, if he wants water, he says, no, no, I'll just get some from the faucet. You don't have to pay for that. And he gets up and he pours water in his goddamn glass and comes back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, he lives this. You know, it's not just whatever. He He's genuine about, you know, he's watching genuine, that dollar for, no, for the company. No Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, my point yeah. being, the guys I don't see at these things a lot, that's, I think, who we have to worry about. And that's Redfin for sure. And that is also Open Door. I agree with that. And I think there's there's two others that I don't see at these things. And I think they're yeah. Knock and Fly Homes. And we got to talk about that at some point because, uh, you know, we're already at 40 minutes and I don't know how long we're going for today. But uh, we don't want to go on for three hours cause, <laughs> just because we haven't done one of these things, yeah. right? You know, I think we're better off probably. Yeah. Just making sure we do another one. So, yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything really to conclude. You know, uh, Redfin's obviously, in, in my opinion, they're still the most important brokerage out there. Uh, the Redfin Direct thing, I'm still, still thinking about it, right? Yeah, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on their business, not anytime soon. But I do feel like it kind of puts them on the radar in a way that they really haven't been before. No, I you mean, know, Redfin really just hasn't done a lot of stuff, you know, to, to get, gain got, attention. And I think it got getting this attention one, think, on attention. not just the, us and the real estate kind of press and bloggerati. Um, but, you know, I saw mm-hmm. them, the story hit up on a tech meme, right? So, you know, and that those kind of things are, are kind of indicators mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. me that something's you know, from our space is going out there to more people. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're they're making some waves here yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that the thing I'm sort of curious about is, again, just because of the sector that you and I work in, how many MLS boards are going to get together next month and somebody's going to start suggesting, can we somehow <laughs> shut off Redfin's access? You know what I mean? Like, make the MLS rules so that if you do something like, you know, like, yeah, you, but, I mean, we, we what, know what somebody's going to that do? What, 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 what is an agent's responsibility when a buyer calls them and say, I want to buy this house and I'm not represented? I mean, that happens. I'm not represented, and, right. I don't see what the difference. I mean, I'm sure that happens. Maybe it's happening more and more. 
I don't know. Can you right. base just because right. now there's a digital way of, of handling that? Can you base suspending listings or, or doing something that's always happened? I mean, what's the reason for, you know, or, or you know, are you just saying no. that you think it's just a black ball thing that may happen? Nothing organized. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, there's, the, I'm not, I'm not saying there's any legal justification or, you know, I'm right. just saying, I feel like it's still going to happen. Right. Because again, there are 700 MLSs out there, you know, and some of those, some of those are quite protectionist. So, you know, we just know that somebody somewhere in the country is going to make some noise with this. Right. I don't think the larger, more professionally run MLSs, you know, I mean, they'll just look at it and go, yeah, there's nothing we can do. But I could easily see some of the smaller guys like crossing yeah. lines because of this, right? Because, you know, the industry's re- you know, response so far is like, they hate buyer agents. They're trying to cut us out of the deal, you know, the kind of deal. It's like, but, yeah, but they it, are trying to cut you out of the deal. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I – And it's in fact true, you know. I, this is happening already. Correct. Right. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. I mean, the only difference, I suppose, is today the incentive for everybody is to have the unrepresented buyer – get represented by an agent in their company. And I'm talking, I'm mm-hmm. thinking specifically of agent teams. So like agent teams, a lot of times they'll do these open houses. And open houses, you get you do get people walking in, just kind of checking it out. And they're like, you know, are you working with a realtor? No, I'm just kind of looking. And then the whole thing becomes, how do you get that? Right? How do you convert that lead into somebody who will work with you as a buyer? With this, what Redfin is saying is, you're not represented. Well, if you buy this house, you're going to save 1%. You're going to say $5,000. Like, that's a different incentive that gets set right. up. And I find that super interesting. It's right. the whole package is what yeah. you're saying. So, we'll right? see how, I mean, how it plays yeah, out. And yeah. yeah. As opposed to, oh, you're not represented? Great. Right, you're, right. you're fresh meat for our buyer agents. It's more like, oh, fill you're not represented? Yeah, well, you know, form. you could just uh, yeah. buy this house. <laughs> yeah, fill out this form. There are some initiatives way back in the day that, that Redfin had backed off on. Like, remember, I mean, they had this thing a long time ago, this buy button. Correct. Um, and that they took off, and then they had those that that kind of like uh, rating system yeah, for agents yeah. that they took off. I don't get the sense this is going anywhere. And he yeah. also said on the call, I think it was on the call or I read it um, that you know it's it's going to be difficult to roll out. So it's not going to be it's not a real fast thing they can do. So they're going to be rolling this out slowly in different markets, right? So it's not mm-hmm. going to be like okay tomorrow every market the red fins right. in is now you know have, have got this. So um, they're going to slow right. roll this out. I, I well, very cool. I think that's that's a so good we'll way to, to end it. Then, anyway, then. yeah, I think it is. I mean, we got to. Uh, it Dude, is I'm conference a, season, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> so back I get on it. Plane Monday, heading to the <laughs> mid-year meetings in DC. So that's Monday through Friday. That's right. And uh, if I don't come back, if I'm not divorced by then, then <laughs> uh, come on, man. I, I mean, it's not, it's not like this is something new that's happening. Like your your wife is all of a sudden I'm, like, I'm, oh I'm my god, you, 2019. This has been a little bit just because. I've been doing a little bit of a couple, two yeah. or three strat plans, which I, I never do, right? But um, I agreed mm-hmm. to do them last year. Oh, wow. right and I just, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Actually, offline, oh, talk okay. to me. I, I have a whole a methodology. Okay, well, I don't strat charge plans for are them, way so that's, easier. That's the problem. Way better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the problem, number one. But number two, even if you do, if you are going to, even oh, if you do well, it I just want, for free, there's a methodology, a way sure. of doing it that I can share with you. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, man. And uh, hey, thank you, everybody, for I know it's been a long hiatus, but we still appreciate you. You know, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you giving you our attention. So with that, we're going to sign off. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.